Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to episode 1463 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneur seven days a week. Knock over that domino, Fire Nation, and start your chain reaction of awesome with thefreedomjournal.com. And now we're going to chat with today's featured guest, Chris Voss. Chris, are you prepared to ignite? Yes. Yes, I am. Let's do it. Chris is the author of Never Split the Difference, Negotiating as if Your Life Depended on It. And he's the founder of The Black Swan Group. His company solves business communication problems with hostage negotiation solutions. And as a 24-year veteran of the FBI, Chris retired as their lead international kidnapping negotiator. So experience he has in spades. Chris, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. Amidst of all of that stuff, and I worked international kidnapping negotiations, I was just trying to get better communication and uh, lived in New York City for 14 years, worked worked uh, worked a joint terrorist task force in New York and down in the D.C. area for about seven. And I'm in L.A. now teaching business negotiation at the Marshall School of Business in their MBA program. So, you know, helping business people Get some real, get a real edge with hostage negotiation stuff. Well, Chris, your area of expertise is negotiation and Fire Nation, my audience, we're entrepreneurs, we're small business owners. So what are two value bombs that you can drop on us right now when it comes to negotiation that you think that we don't know that we should? Well, stop trying to get people to say yes. You know, yes is a trap. Yes is, you know, people leave little breadcrumbs of yes. They try to trap us with yes all the time. So if the first thing you do is just stop trying to get people to say yes because they feel trapped by it, you'll actually gain an edge because uh, you'll be different than everybody else that they encounter. Okay, so that's one. Let's hear number two. Well, get them to say no. Most of the questions that you want them to say yes to, if you flip it around the other way and get them to say no to the opposite question, I'll give you a great one. Uh, you know, what I tell uh, people who are talking to their bosses when they're having problems, instead of saying, uh, do you want me to succeed? Say, do you want me to fail? Because no is protection. People feel protected when you say no. They don't feel like they've let themselves in for anything. And I got to tell you what, I've had people uncover the fact that they were being lined up for promotion when they asked the question, do you want me to fail? So no is is a great tool to get conversation started without making the other side feel defensive. So Chris, you're out in L.A., you're rocking and rolling, you're working with business owners, You're, you're learning new things. What's something that you've changed your mind about in the last six months? You know, meaning what's something that you used to believe recently that you don't anymore? I think I'm taking it a little bit easier on people in a private sector. Uh, and it's more just stuff that I'm confirming now that I always kind of suspected before, which is, you know, everybody's struggling really hard. And, and actually, um, you know, so a lot of people learn their lessons the hard way. And if you've learned your lesson a hard way, because you learned that lesson, you think that that was, a, and everybody else should learn it that way because you learned it that way. I think learning a lesson a hard way is the second best way to learn it. Um, so I think really I'm, I'm much more into positive reinforcement than I was before, you know, even the, the stuff that I learned the hard way. So I'm, I try to be more encouraging than I ever have. So Chris, something that we focus on within EO Fire is the story. You know, here you are, you're an entrepreneur, you have that 24-year career in the FBI, like you've had your ups, you've had your downs. Can you tell us the story of what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date and really take us there, Chris, and tell us that story? 
When I first came out of the of the government, I you know I've been planning on going into business for a long time. I'm the son of a small town uh, small business owner uh, from the Midwest. I'm an Iowa guy, and my dad always had his business, and I always wanted to have my own business. I went through my whole government career, three years as a cop, twenty four years as an FBI agent, looking forward to having my own small business when I got out. And I thought all, I thought all those years really kind of prepared me for it. And wasn't really aware of um, the glaring spots that it hadn't. And so the first big contract I had coming out of the government, and it was it was a big one, a lot, a lot of money at stake. I was overconfident. Uh, you know, one of the main things I teach in negotiation is uh, no deal is better than a bad deal. And I had made almost every single deal as a hostage negotiator. I was confident I could make every deal as a business person. And I overlooked a one term that turned a, a lucrative contract into three years of pain. Uh, it was, we got, we got paid every dime when it was all said and done, but it was blood money. And that really taught me that, uh, you know, no deal is better than a bad deal and, and what to watch out for in terms of terms so that uh, I was happy to, I'm much happier to walk away from deals than, than I would have been back then. So Chris, you are speaking to entrepreneurs, to small business owners. Like, what do you want us to learn from your story? Like, what do you want us to make sure that we're walking away with when it comes to the lessons that you learned, to the value that you gained from your experience? If you don't take yourself hostage in a, in a business deal, um, the biggest problem I see a lot of people do is they, they figure they have to make the deal, which gets us back to it's a combination of two ideas. You know, the first one is no better, no deal is better than a bad deal. And the second one is yes is nothing without how. You know, like if you're driving in your deals, stop driving for yes and start answering how, getting how answered. How are we going to do this? How are we going to make this happen? You know, how are we going to address things when they get off track? Because they will get off track. Um, so, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily have to make that deal and you'll make better deals as a result. You know, focus a lot more on how. And when I got into that place, I think it was a lot better. I've been a lot better overall. Now, as you can tell, we love the story. So I want to shift to another story now. And this story is going to be an aha moment, a light bulb that went off at some point during your entrepreneurial journey. So Chris, take us to one of your greatest ideas you've had to date and then kind of walk us through how you turned that idea into the success. When I was still with the government, I went to Harvard Law's negotiation uh, class. I just kind of thought that hostage negotiation was different than business negotiation. So when I first showed up there, I was using using my tough bargaining techniques from kidnapping negotiations, you know, and I was pounding them. I mean, I was pounding them. I was getting great prices. I was getting every last dollar on the table. And then pretty soon after I beat them all so badly, pretty soon nobody would talk to me. And the real aha for me was, you know, being a tough negotiator and maximizing your dollars is probably a bad idea because your reputation gets around so fast that pretty soon nobody will talk to you. They, you know, I, I went from killing everybody in those deals to we'd sit down to bargain and they just stare at me and not say a word. And, mm. you know, I deadlocked deal after deal after deal after that. And since I still had to negotiate, you know, I, I had to take a step back and think, all right, how, you know, how am I going to change this? How am I going to get these people to start to deal? And, and I started putting, you know, back in a quote, nice guy stuff, you know, the empathy, which I know puts everybody to sleep. You start talking about empathy, <laughs> you know, and people, people, uh, you know, they need a cup of coffee because empathy is a cure for insomnia. 
But, uh, and that's why we call it tactical empathy in my book, or even, you know, sometimes I refer to it as weapons grade empathy or, you know, uh, you know, just this aggressive empathy. I mean, who'd ever thought of empathy as an aggressive thing? But we started learning from very specific uh, things to look for, which takes it to the next level. And so I come out of Harvard. I started I started putting this tactical application of uh, empathy, this weapons grade military empathy into the deals and started bringing people back to the table and then just making great deals. And so, I, you know, I, I thought that was really true. And then shortly after I got out of Harvard, I'm talking to a business negotiator who had the exact same problem. He was the head of an energy company. And with his reputation as being a tough bargainer in his industry, eventually no one would make deals with him anymore. Because if you made a deal with him, by definition, you got slaughtered. And he said, I, you know, I got a deal on my desk right now that the CEO I've negotiated with won't sign. And he was there every step of the way. There's nothing in his contract. There's no term that he didn't agree to. But when it was put all together, he's afraid that as soon as he signs this, his board's going to fire him. Because by definition, if you've done a deal with me, you've gotten beaten badly. Mm. And I kind of think that's, you know, I, I, I don't want to bash any, anybody in particular, but uh, Donald Trump, Mr. Trump these days, you know, you notice the history of his business deals. I mean, a lot of phenomenal deals in New York City, putting up some of the greatest buildings New York City has ever seen. And then suddenly he's not doing deals there anymore. And then he goes to Atlantic City, some of the most spectacular casinos anyone's ever seen. And then he's not doing deals there anymore. You know, he's moving from place to place. And not, not everybody can do that. If you if you got to live where you've been doing business, being a tough bargainer, getting every last dime on the table is a really bad idea. Man, that's great feedback. And Chris, it seems like that's a strength that you've now put into your arsenal. But what would you consider your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Projection. I want the other side to do well. And I'm, you know, they say trustworthy people trust. And that's how we get stung. I mean, I think of myself as very credible, very trustworthy. And sometimes, you know, and I, I get very focused so when I get into deals sometimes, you know, I forget that other people don't listen as well as I do. And we had a conversation with a potential client just probably about three weeks ago. And I knew her, where that conversation ended up. And I didn't take the time to repeat it, summarize with it, because I uh, to really drill into my counterparts' heads exactly where we were at the end of that conversation, because I knew where we were. We took detailed notes. And and we knew where we were. Uh, two days later, in my follow-up conversation, their impression of where we were, it was a completely different spot. And they didn't listen as closely as we do. You know, I mean, I, I, I've taken listening to a very uh, higher level. And sometimes I forget that. I'm for, I forget the other side doesn't listen as closely as I do. And I need to help them more. And, and that's really kind of one of my problems because listening is a – is a non-sexy, extremely critical point to business that a lot of people just don't do it well. Chris, what's your biggest strength? My credibility. I once had an ex-girlfriend say to me, she said, you know, you'd sooner cut off your arm than tell somebody a lie. And she said it like it was an accusation. <laughs> and I was like, what? You know, because from her tone of voice, you know, because I think she wanted me to tell her the truth and or to lie to her and spare her feelings. And, I, you know, I just, I just, I... I try to say things gently, but I, I just I just don't like deceiving people. And I think that's 
that's an important long long term business attribute. I'm, I'm kind of proud of that, even though. Some people think it's a weakness. <laughs> Chris, you have a lot of things happening in your world right now, but what is the one thing you're most fired up about today? Spreading the black swan gospel, if you will. And again, I'll bring a social aspect of it in because I just started dating this phenomenal woman here in Los Angeles. And she just read my book and she said, you know, I can hear your pride when somebody you've coached makes a deal with something that you've taught them and that you're very proud of them and people make good deals with what I teach them. They don't, they don't cheat people. They don't leave uh, people feeling like they've been taken. They leave people feeling like they want to do more business with them. And, you know, I, I think largely if more people can make better deals, you know, prosperity through business success. I mean, I have this grandiose idea that, you know, our society is better off when business is successful. More people are lifted out of poverty. Businesses make more money. There's the history of mankind has shown that as businesses prosper, societies prosper. And I think better negotiation is a way for us to all just leave, lead better lives. And I'm kind of fired up about that. Well, Chris, I am fired up about the lightning round because we have some great stuff coming up, Fire Nation. We're going to take a quick minute first to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, let's face it. You don't have to run a business on your own to be entrepreneurial. Some of us are entrepreneurs within our corporate role, encouraging creativity and growth through the work that we do. Are you ready to spark innovation and creativity within your organization? Northeastern University's DeMore McKim School of Business offers the master's degree for corporate entrepreneurs. They like to call it the MS in innovation. This program, which is available 100% online and can be completed in just one year, is designed to develop leaders and change agents within the corporate setting. If you want to foster massive growth within your organization through next generation products or services and business model innovations, then they want to hear from you. Come learn alongside their distinguished faculty members who possess extensive industry experience and study topics that include marketing and selling innovation, service innovation and management, finance innovation and growth, and lean innovation. Northeastern is now accepting applications for its January cohort of online innovation students. Get started today by visiting msininnovation.com. That's msininnovation.com. My time is incredibly valuable and I know yours is too. That's why in 99% of situations, if I have the option to pay for convenience, I will. Take the airport, for example. I travel quite a bit and I can't stand waiting in the security line. That's why when I found out about Clear, a way to skip the lines and get through security in just a few minutes, I couldn't wait to share it with you. Clear is like having a VIP ticket to get to your gate without the wait. All you have to do is go right to the Clear lane at the airport tap your fingers on the kiosk and it scans your fingerprints and boarding pass to verify it's you. Clear is the absolute best way to get through the airport. You have to experience it. For just a limited time, I've arranged new members to get their first two months of Clear for free. Just visit clearme.com and use code EOFIRE. That's C-L-E-A-R-M-E.com, code EOFIRE for your two months free. Chris, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I'm going to put on my seatbelt. I'm going to make sure that my airbags are all on. And, uh, you know, let's go for it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, uh, unfortunately, the only thing that was really holding me back was uh, the government uh, turning me loose. 
And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I prepped for it for so long. I, I retired from the government two days after I was eligible. So the, <laughs> I was a hostage of, of my agreement <laughs> with the government. What's the best advice, Chris, that you've ever received? You know, I think zero expectations. It was a successful entrepreneur that uh, offered me a lot of advice when I when I left the government when I was in Washington, D.C. And he said, approach everything with zero expectations and you'll be a lot happier and you'll never be disappointed. And I, I think that was great advice. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? A relentlessness and a desire to just stay after it. I, and I, I grew up in a, a very hard work, figure it out environment. And, uh, you know, so I think I have this illusion or delusion that if I work on something hard enough, I can figure it out. Can you share an internet resource, Chris, like in Evernote with Fire Nation? You know, we use HubSpot. Uh, and my director of marketing really likes HubSpot. And I've, I've been very happy with it. Um, and, you know, I, and I think it's probably uh, more flexible and less complicated than anything else that we've used for our email servers. So, Chris, if you could recommend just one book to join your book, Never Split the Difference, on our bookshelves, what would that book be and why? Never Eat Alone. And it's one of the best networking books and one of the best books ever written. And, you know, networking, it's networking with generosity and networking with integrity and really helping people. And, uh, and it's a very well-written book, which is why I, I have him, had him help me write my book, because it's, it's a great read and, it, and it's about integrity and generosity. I think it's a great book. Well, Chris, we started this interview on fire, brother. So let's end on fire with a parting piece of guidance from you. The best way that we can connect with you. And then we'll say goodbye. The website is blackswanltd.com, B-L-A-C-K-S-W-A-N-L-T-D, like limited.com. And we've got a lot of free stuff that, you know, we use to support the book. Uh, we've got email uh, negotiation. Uh, we've got, we got news, a newsletter we put out. It, it's, uh, it's a great resource, and a lot of the stuff that we put out is complimentary. So the website is, is, uh, is a great tool. And what's that parting piece of guidance? Stay true to who you are and then just enjoy it and have fun. Your, your, your brain works up to 31% better in a positive frame of mind. So if you actually have fun with what you do, you're going to get a lot more done and you'll be smarter and it'll be fun. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with CV and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Chris in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Timestamps, links galore. Of course, check out blackswanltd.com. And his book, Never Split the Difference, Negotiating as if Your Life Depended on It. And Chris, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. And that was great. Thank you very much for having me on. Fire Nation, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Chris today. 24 years in the FBI. What? And you know the Fire Nation newsletter drops value bombs daily. So subscribe over at eofire.com or just text the word EOFIRE to 33444 and I'll see you there or I'll catch you on the flip side.
Northeastern University's Damore McKim School of Business offers the master's degree for corporate entrepreneurs. They like to call it the MS in Innovation. This program, which is available 100% online and can be completed in just one year, is designed to develop leaders and change agents within the corporate setting. Northeastern is now accepting applications for its January cohort of online innovation students. Get started today by visiting msininnovation.com. That's msininnovation.com.